This podcast today, Pastor Dave continues his study, The Path to Greatness, The Life of David. This is a great study. You don't want to miss this one. Afterwards, you can check out our website, which I hope you know where it's at. HotonBaptist.org is the place. Tons of information there about our church and things going on, including the Christmas service that's coming up on December 24th at 10 a.m. We'd love to have you there. Even if you've never been to our church, boy, it would be nice to meet you. Stop by and see us. There'll be cocoa and refreshments afterwards and a few surprises. Enjoy the podcast and have a great day. In week one of our series this morning, we're going to look at the court David served. Let me ask you a question and and be prepared to answer. This is not a rhetorical question, okay? I know in church we don't like to speak up. We're afraid to say amen. We're afraid to get into it. But I, I want you to answer this question, maybe with a yes, or you nod your head or something, but you must answer the question. Have you ever had to work with someone that was difficult? All right? Maybe this is a good topic to preach on. Every hand should be right or or worked with someone who treated you poorly right maybe maybe not you guys yeah I, I've been preaching all the wrong stuff all of this time I had to preach on this maybe a person that that uh, you were promoted over remember what that was like how did they treat you were they kind to you were they good to you how how did you keep doing your job every single day despite the way that you were treated this morning we're going to look at David's service David's service this is very important if we're to get to where God wants us to be we must learn to properly deal with difficult people amen because no matter do or where you go, you will run into people that think that they are better than you and, and more qualified than you. People that think that they can do your job or be who God has called you to be. You, you have to be willing to take people's insults, yay, right? And their criticism as they come. Not be a doormat. That's not what I'm preaching. Not be a punching bag. But be one who rises above the hurt in humility. This is what God has been teaching me in my own life. How many times have you said this? I've had it with so-and-so. I'm done. And yet God keeps that person in your life. God does that just to toy. (laughs) Kidding, God wouldn't do that to you. The truth is, church, we will always have people who who come against us. Think of Stephen in the Bible, one of the first deacons, stoned for preaching the Word of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, being used, and yet he was stoned to death. Sounds like a fun life in ministry, right? Paul and Silas imprisoned for being servants of the Most High God, and the list goes on and on 
and on. Everybody say, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Samuel anointed young David, preparing him to be the next king of Israel. And God moved him into Saul's court. God has a sense of humor, amen, in preparing each of us kingdom-sized projects. Does he not? How have you been trained? What's been your training ground? My goal for us today, and it's a simple one, is that we begin to learn the secret. Everybody say the secret. Indeed, difficult people. No matter the size, no matter complaints, no matter the person, that we would allow it to, to teach us, right? And move us closer to fulfilling our purpose. You know, next week we're going to cover the giant slave. Are you excited? I can't wait to get into that. David and Goliath. Let me just say this. I want this to hit home. Not every person you come up against, God wants you to slay. You with me? It's our instinct in human nature to fight. Is it not? To battle, to duke it out with people. We want revenge. We want to rise up. We want to defend ourselves. Maybe that's just me. Not every person that we come up against... God wants us to to work with and learn from. Can we not learn from difficult people? Somebody say no. Because you have no idea who I'm dealing with. We have to learn from them, learn from the situation. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 19 through 23. You can use your smartphone or tablet, your YouVersion Bible app. If you don't have a Bible and you like one, there's Bibles in the front of your seat, and you can take that home with you, our gift to you, or you can follow along on the overhead. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 19 through 23. We ready? Three of you ready? We ready? All right, good. It says this, And Samuel dispatched messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey, loaded it with bread, skin of wine, and one young goat, and sent them by his son David to Saul. When David came to Saul and entered his service, Saul admired him greatly, and David became his armor bearer. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, Let David remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Isn't that ironic? Let David remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the Spirit from God troubled Saul, David would pick up his harp and play, and Saul would then be relieved, feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. Let's stop there. Think how messed up. Think how messed up David's new job was, right? Of course, it was a step up from the field, tending sheep. But think about it. God had David, young David, play for the king he had fired. I bet David had days where he, he longed for the field. Isn't that like when we get that promotion that we've wanted, that we've longed for, we tend to miss the old job. The old co-workers, the old atmosphere. Remember last week we talked about God giving us what we want 
at times and sometimes. Everybody say sometimes. It doesn't work out, does it? Church, we have to be content. The word that we're unfamiliar with. We have to be content serving and working where we're at, no matter the atmosphere, no matter the people that surround us, no matter the on us. Paul said this, I have learned to be content at every stage. What does Paul know? Paul didn't go through anything, did he? What does Paul know? I have learned to be content. There's no clause there. I have learned to be content in my marriage. I have learned to be content at my workplace. I have learned to be content in my church. I have learned to be content. I wonder how many of us can say that this morning. I have learned. But pastor, I'm dealing with this, but pastor, this this person is rising up against me. There's conflict. I have learned to be content. Amen. By this time, God had rejected Saul and anointed David. Sometimes God is in places of, of difficulty. Have you noticed that? Maybe you're in that place this morning. Maybe you've been in this place this, this past week. Those places involve difficult people. Not, not just difficult situations and circumstances. Difficult people. People who will never accept you. Amen? Or, or believe in you. People who will insult you, maybe, put you down, no matter what you've accomplished or who you've become. Our value doesn't come from validation, but God's recognition. Amen? Let me, let me say it again. I got like three amens. and not good enough. Doesn't meet the, the quota. <laughs> Kidding. Our value doesn't come from human validation, which we long for, we desire, we want, don't we? Even from those difficult people that rise up against us, we want their validation and approval. It comes from God's recognition. Remember last week? He's the one that sees value in us. Man sees what is... Somebody say it. Well, last week, God sees what is... Or man sees what is visible. Right? God sees the heart. God sees the heart. Over and over again in my life, I've been treated poorly by people, mainly in my adult life. Just ask my wife. She'll fill you in and all the good stuff. Maybe a punching bag at, at times. And, and I don't say that for sympathy or for you to wonder and worry about your pastor, but it happens. I have a job just like you do. But I tell you this morning so you know that you're not alone because chances are you've been hurt by people too. Amen? Am I right? Have you been hurt by people? Every hand should be raised. Yes, we've all been hurt by people. God uses those difficult relationships, those difficult people to prepare us for greater things, for kingdom things. We have to trust the process. Well, Pastor, I don't want to trust the process. Too bad. Too bad. We have no choice. We can either let those things irritate us 
and drive us mad and destroy us. Sometimes it does. Or we have to trust the process. Saul recruited David to work in his court, to give him a job. Why would God do that to David? Why wouldn't God make it easier on this future king? He was just a boy, right? Why doesn't God make it easier on us in our workplaces? Those relationships? How many times you say, God, just, it's too hard. It's too hard. You're being too hard on me. It's too much. And God says, trust the process. We want people to be nicer to us. How far has it gotten you? <laughs> right? We want people to be good to us. But family or friends or co-workers or people we interact, we just want people to be good to us. Saul's court would, number one, prepare. It, would prepare, it was preparing the future king. Saul's court would, would prove David. The faithfulness of David to serve Saul no matter what. And number three, Saul's court would, would move David closer. Closer to what? Becoming the man God wanted him to be. Right? Now Saul didn't realize that Samuel had already anointed David. In fact, he didn't have a clue at this point. Now mind you, the anointing of David happened behind closed doors. Samuel lived in in Ramah. And and Samuel was scared to death that Saul was going to kill him for anointing David and turning his back on Saul. That's why Samuel and God came up with this plan to disguise with the sacrifice. It was a cover. Everybody say it was a cover. You can't get to Bethlehem without passing Gibeah. David lived in Bethlehem. My point is that we can't get to where we want to be, where God wants us to be without passing those people, those difficult people that have rejected us, despised us, maybe turned their backs on us maybe even hated us. Have you been hated? I have. Amen. I'm going to have this guy come up and preach. (laughs) Have you been hated? I have. Go into ministry, and you'll be hated. Get on the front lines for King Jesus, and you'll be hated. If you're not hated, play Things too safely. <laughs> right? Maybe there's too much comfort. Maybe you haven't stepped out to give your life to Jesus wholeheartedly. Maybe you're just an attender. Maybe you kind of help out here and there, but you're not sold out to Jesus. You step out in faith and you give your whole being to what God has for you. You'll be hated. You'll be hated. God was moving David closer to his destiny. Difficult people don't have to delay your destiny, amen? They just don't. We let them. God was moving David closer to the throne. Difficult people don't have to delay your position. 
God gives us the position. You with me? Not people. God chooses. God selects. Remember last week, God said, I have selected a king. Sammy said, I have all of these people. Jesse was so proud of his other sons, but David had, or God had selected David. God gives us the position. As we go through hard things, and we will, God is moving us closer to being like Him. Rude and hurtful people shape us and refine us. Not define us. Everybody say, not define us. Every hard conversation prepares us for our destination. Every hard relationship prepares us for leadership. David, young David, was being prepared to be the future king of Israel. Trained. Prepared. He wasn't ready yet. He wasn't ready yet. Notice David's dad sent gifts to honor the king. Bread and wine and a young goat, a meal fit for a king. Sometimes it's best to serve and honor our enemies. You with me? Amen? To bless them when they don't deserve to be blessed. To love them when they don't deserve to be loved. After all, this is the way that God deals with you and I. Amen? Love and affection, I don't deserve. I've never deserved it. Have you? We love because He first loved us. Matthew 5.44 says that you're going to love this. Any of those that came in this morning ready to fight? Irritated about the last week and those people that have riled you up? Love your enemies. Right there, right? Be done. Enemies. Love your enemies. Everybody say, Love your enemy. I won't make you say it again. You did that fairly well. It's better, church. The Bible says that Saul admired David greatly. That's a stunning statement. A stunning statement. David was likable. David was charming. He was talented and passionate. And anointed by God. Chosen, selected by God. And Saul hired him for the day. And quickly gave him a position as armor bearer. His court. Still no clue that this boy would replace him on the throne. There's nothing worse than being replaced by someone younger. Amen? You with me? This burns you, doesn't it? It happens. David was a talented, talented musician. The lyrics he wrote through the Psalms, much of what we sing today, he, he played the harp with elegance and beauty. Some of our, our greatest enemies don't miss this part. All right, you with me? They actually admire 
I knew that, right? They admire us. Everybody say they admire us. That's why they come against us. It's a rivalry thing. It's a jealousy thing. People are competitive, are they not? It happens at home. Are you competitive with your spouse? No amens. <laughs> My wife is. My husband is. It's a competitive thing. It happens at work. We always want to one-up the person. We want to do a better job. We want to be validated. We want to be recognized. We're the ones that are putting in the work, right? Recognition. It happens in the church. God forbid it happens in the church. Why would we ever get jealous in the church? Why would we ever feel that way? Man, if we would just play our part. Amen? Play our part. Do what God has called us to do. Man. Talk about that song, The Bride Being Ready. Are we ready? Can we do better? Absolutely. Can I do better? Absolutely. Before I was hired here, I put in about three and a half years at the Bluffs, and I worked hard. I've always strived to work hard. I was in charge of all the, the banquets and wait staff. I had about 15 employees under me, full of myself. But they gave the job that I wanted to an outsider. Actually, she was married to a Moyle. Moyle at the time owned the bluffs. But I quickly became jealous and, and frustrated with her, even though it wasn't her fault. I mean, she had no clue about put in and or the work that I had done, nor the, the fact that I wanted the job in the first place. No matter what she did or how she did it, it wasn't good enough. Can you relate to that? Have you been there? wasn't good enough. I was hard on her at times. I really was. I didn't handle the situation right. I let my competitive spirit in me dictate how I treated her. Maybe you've been there this morning. I could have supported her. Well, there's a thought. I could have supported her. I... I could have shown her the ropes better. I've been there three and a half years, right? I could have respected the fact that she was given the job, that she was given the position. Just think about that and apply it to your life. If God gives out a position, who are we to question that? Right? I've been on both sides of the fence, haven't you? Amen? The one who is overlooked overshadowed, treated poorly, and then other times the one who was promoted. And I treated poorly. Let me just say this, church. There's a better way to deal with people. Even Just look at what David was willing to do. Look at David's life and his spirit. Look at his heart. His heart was so tuned in to God. He could have said, you know what? I am anointed. I am the man. Right? He didn't do that. He stayed faithful. 
You stay tuned into God. Writing these psalms that we read that empower us and fill us and fuel us. Loving His Maker. Not trying to discourage Saul or get out ahead or any of that. Later on in the series, we'll look at Saul tried to kill David over and over and over again. And David refused to pick up that spear and throw it back at Saul. (laughs) Man, will we just let that sink in for a minute? Oh, we're so quick to fight and argue and throw spears. I don't know, do you have a spear at home? I don't. But we're quick to message somebody back or call them on the phone. Man. David had opportunities to rise up against Saul, and he didn't do it. Instead, he blessed him with gifts. Amen? He blessed him with with music. He blessed him with a willingness to serve him, to be an assistant to Saul. But But what an admirable title to be an assistant, to be a servant. Don't you want to be a servant? Say, no, Pastor, I want to be the one that's anointed. I want to be king, right? I want the promotion. You better learn to serve. Amen? You better learn to be gracious. He lowered himself to elevate Saul. An unworthy king, really. Does that ring a bell? Our great Savior, Jesus Christ, lowered himself. Took upon all of our junk, all of our filth, all of our disgusting behaviors and habits. He lowered himself. David put his own needs, his own dreams, and desires aside to serve in the position that God put him in. What can we learn from this? What changes do we need to make? Pastor, you've given me a lot this morning. I, I guarantee one of us have that person in mind right now. Man, I was planning something for Monday morning. I had words to say. Notice how we think of those things after the discussion? Doesn't it burn you up? How is this such good comebacks afterwards? What changes do we need to make at work? What changes do we need to make in church? Do we need to make any changes there? How we treat other people, how we look at other people, how we've acted? Has there been jealousy? Has there been that competitive spirit? That just, can we not just be humble servants? Amen? Notice I said, what changes can we make? Not what changes can they make. Change me? Will you work on me? I'll confess to you my spirit of irritability. I'll confess to you these things, these stuff that we stuffed bitterness, the things that we hold on to, right? And it just ruins us, church. It robs us of all that God's going to do and will do when we just stuff all of that anger and bitterness and heartaches and hurts into our soul, into our life, right? Oh, that we just get that before God. How have we mishandled these types of relationships? 
How have we treated people? Have you been good to people? How have you handled those who have criticized you or insulted you? Those those people that were promoted, promoted before you. No matter the side you're on, listen to this, and I'm almost done. Be one to encourage. Be helpful. Be supportive. Be patient. Be a team player. Wait your turn. Wait your turn. Everybody say, I'll wait. wait. Say it again. I'll I'll wait. Wait your turn. These are valuable lessons from the Scriptures. When when we wait on God, and we are good to people, I mean faithful to people, I mean loyal to people. Can you say that about yourself? Have you been loyal to people? Your friends and your family. We want, we want that desperately from people, do we not? Will somebody be good to me, faithful to me? How loyal and faithful are we to people? God will promote us. He just way. Even after David and Goliath, the, the story, it was years before David would be king. Years serving Saul, being faithful. David would become someone with a position just days before tending to the sheep, watching over the flock. Now he served in the king's court. When we leave the pettiness of life behind and we build others up in the name of Jesus Christ, amen? God gives us a position and place in His court, in His presence, doing His work. It says this in verse 23, and we're done. Whenever the Spirit from God troubled Saul. Whenever the Spirit from God troubled Saul, it was David. David would pick up his harp. And he would play, soothe Saul's mind, his troubled spirit. He would play his harp and Saul would then be relieved and feel better. Spirit would him. Maybe those difficult people that have risen up against you and come against you, maybe you just love them more. There's a thought. Maybe you go out of your way to pray for them. Maybe you go out of your way this week to just bless them. Maybe you've been hard on them. Are we hard on people sometimes? Maybe see, you know what? He's not my enemy. She's not my enemy. They're not my enemies. I'm going to love my enemies, and I'm going to pray for them. And I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to love them and bless them like never before. Don't make it a competitive thing. Amen? Love Him in the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, we want to be more like You. I think I can speak on behalf of the church. We want to be like You. God, I pray that You would teach us these things. I pray this morning that we would Confess hurts. Confess times where we've been jealous. 
confess times where we've been unkind to a friend, a family member, maybe somebody in the church. Maybe we've allowed that spirit of pride to be full of ourselves. God, would you teach us to be faithful like David? That we'd love you and we'd make it about you. That we wouldn't worry about the anointing. We wouldn't worry about the position. We wouldn't worry about anything else. That our hearts would be right before you. Teach us, O oh God. Love us in our brokenness. Love us in our humility. Love us as we confess and we repent for sin, for how we've wronged others. Forgive us for the grudges that we've held. Help us to move forward today in our faith and be like you. Oh, that we'd be like you. We pray for your power and your spirit to be on this church. We lift up those that are broken, those that are hurting the marriages that are struggling, the relationships that have been severed, the addictions that control us. Oh God, we are desperate for you. We're in need of you. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' holy name. Hey, thanks for listening to the Houghton Baptist Podcast. We appreciate your support. And speaking of support, there's a lot of different ways you can support Houghton Baptist in addition to the traditional way of giving your tithe or check at church. We have online giving on our website at HoughtonBaptist.org, and we also have text giving. If you're interested in text giving, just dial 906-346-1317 and follow the information from there. Easy peasy. If you're looking for a church or you're just not sure what church is all about, why don't you stop by Houghton Baptist Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Be there. Come as you are. We do. Have a great day.